I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to this episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name's Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, purple belt, two stripes. Phil Kors, A2, purple belt, two stripes. What do you want to talk about today, Philly? Jeff made it back from Texas. I don't want to talk about that. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what my favorite story is about the whole Texas thing? Mm-hmm. So... It was the 6.30 p.m. class, and it was, we'd probably been training there for a couple weeks. We're training two times a day with Donna Hurt, 10 in the morning at 6.30 p.m. And uh, he comes rolling in to the parking lot in this pimped out Hyundai Genesis. Looks like a really nice car, right? It's this white Hyundai Genesis with blacked out windows, except his driver's side window is rolled down and the sunroof is open. Mm -hmm. And he's blaring Ted Nugent caught in a stranglehold. (laughs) (laughs) And so I go, we go in there and uh, he, so whenever you get in there, he usually shows up. It's a like for six 30 class. He usually shows up at six 45, and goes in the corner where nobody is because they know that's his corner to warm up. And his warm up consists of him sitting on his knees, looking around, looking down at the mat, wiggling his hips, maybe five to 10 minutes. And then he gets up and one, it, you can hear a pin drop. Like everybody's talking, but then when he gets up, you can hear a pin drop. He goes, okay, let's start down on the mat. And that's when he gets started. So whenever he was in his warm up procedure, which nobody is to uh, interrupt, <laughs> I think it's an unspoken rule. Uh, obviously, I didn't pay attention to that unspoken rule. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, pretty appropriate music you were playing on the way in. He and he looks at me real dry after he comes up from like staring at his knees, and he goes, "Story of my life." <laughs> 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 and then he gets started. It was great. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it was. It was just so funny. Like, like, yeah. The whole thing was just surreal to me. That, of course, he's blaring eighties music, and of course, it's caught in a stranglehold. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I, I it, but I don't know why it struck me funny, but it was. It was very funny. That is funny. But uh, but also, like. My other favorite things were, you know, outside of just learning every day, uh, um, my other favorite things were that we would have story time with John after the 10 a.m. class. And it was usually only like one, maybe two days a week. But like whenever he whenever you notice that he didn't get up immediately after sparring and go Mm -hmm. get his stuff and go to the bathroom and change. Uh, he would 
would just sit down on the mat and then like probably 60% of the people stayed and just gathered in a circle around him. And he would just tell story like stories for, I mean, it seemed like five minutes, but it was probably an hour mm-hmm. and it was just because you just wrapped up in the story the whole time. So those were, those are my two th- favorite things outside of the, uh, just the instruction itself. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. It was really fun. Uh, the other, um, I, mean, I don't even know if I should disclose this. I'm going to, cause I'm pretty sure John Donahue will never listen to this podcast. Uh, the other thing that was very disturbing is that when he went in or out of the bathroom, he never had shoes on. Interesting. Very disturbing. <laughs> so, <laughs> little known facts, folks. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, wear shoes in the bathroom. That's kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. He's a strange bird. Uh, Definitely different. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, had a great time. Learned a ton. Did a lot. Did a lot of things um, to really help retain. And and a big help in that was having Roland there Mm -hmm. because we were doing notes each night and then we we would kind of talk to each other about our notes. And if I left something out, he'd tell me and yeah. he left something out. I'd tell him I was using my BJJ notes and he was just, he was just using a, a notepad and, yeah. and like doing this stuff. And then Elijah came in for like 10 days and he, that was great because, um, Elijah's very good about documentation Is he? and, uh, and he also, made a private YouTube channel where we made videos of all those, um, techniques that he showed, oh, okay. um, those 10 days. So yeah. like it's a private page. Yeah. Um, but, but so for $10 a month, for ten, <laughs> no, I'm not selling it. <laughs> Forget it. You're not getting it. You got to buy Donner's. Uh, I'm sure the quality is a little bit lower than that, but Donner's, uh, DVDs, but you know, yeah, yeah. we'll see. But yeah, that was, that was, that was really good. I feel like it's, you know, like anything, it, it, I mean, it was, it was very interesting the way he taught because the way he taught was not at all how he is in his instructionals. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very verbose, if you will, in his instructionals and explains everything in extreme detail. Yeah. And he just doesn't do that with the techniques, but he has a way and Roland, Roland pointed it out is every time that he said, and if there's any children listening, please close your ears. Anytime he said fuck, like he remembered it. So, so he had this, <laughs> this Canadian Uki. He was a little guy, a little black belt. And he was just merciless in making fun of this guy <laughs> every day. And he just kept showing up and doing it. And so anytime that he was in a position, uh, he would go, okay. And what would be your normal reaction to this? And the guy would go say, this or do this and he'd go well that's fucking stupid <laughs> and so and, uh, and you know we'd be like me and roland would be like look at each other being like yeah we would have done that same thing too uh but but the interesting part about it was even in the simplicity of his teaching um 
in every technique whenever he would bring that up and he would say that. And he, I think he was doing it because I think it really was a technique that he uses for teaching that that it drilled whatever whatever he was doing. He was giving you the counter to whatever he was doing every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, and he because he would say, no, that's fucking stupid. If you were really good at jujitsu, you would do this, mm-hmm. you know, and so that kind of that kind of sticks with you and not. Um, I think that uh, in a fundamentals class, which that certainly wasn't, even though he did go over a lot of fundamental movements and, and moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, that that was that was just a giant help. And I think that it, he's not doing it on accident. I don't think he does anything on accident whenever he does that. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you're a big rabbit hole guy. So yeah. That's gonna, that's gonna work for you. And yeah. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think in a fundamentals class that that's necessarily a good thing because that's too much of a rabbit hole. Sure. But listen, there was no, the, 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 the odd thing was there was zero questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime he did it, he did the move twice and then he broke for um, drilling mm-hmm. and he drilled. I'm going to say each move, probably four to five minutes. And, and anytime he was doing it, he would, you could see him scanning the room and like he, he would say very good, you know, whatever, but he's always very positive. And then he would come back in and correct anything we were doing just as, as you would normally, and then move on to the next move, mm-hmm. you know, not, not go back and drill it, but just like, here's the mistake. Move on. Yeah. I would have thought it would have been a slower, more talking teaching style definitely not based off what i've seen no marigali had a a a, a longer teaching style than than donner did hmm. you know the techniques whenever he would show them it was probably i'm gonna say on the technique maybe three minutes you know setting it up here's the setup go over the kind of defenses that they will use and then address every single one of those defenses in the, in the subsequent moves. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really kind of that, I, I would think like the perfect formula for the, whatever your advanced or masters or what not fundamentals class Mm -hmm. would be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Your jujitsu class where you're looking at like a sequence. Yeah. Versus, uh, isolated yes yes it was always a sequence and mm-hmm. always had to do with everything else and and then even at the end of the stuff he would wrap it around to like the weeks the weeks thing where you know he would mention that you know on all those other attacks come because of these you know uh, okay so he has a curriculum in his mind that he's kind of using mm-hmm. i got gotcha. you yeah and i heard him say on lex friedman that like I think he has an overall curriculum, but I think that that can change at any time. Like for for what he's seeing, because he did note like for the week, whenever on the Lex Friedman podcast, he he noted he was like, I'll I'll kind of see how everyone was doing with this, and I I might change directions and come up with a new lesson plan. Sure, depending, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah, but but he was he was just always very positive. And, um, it was funny. 
uh, because, you know, anytime, because he was really studying everyone rolling Mm -hmm. the whole time. And uh, I was in front of him one time and I, I did a half guard sweep and he goes, very nice, Mr. Boone. Very nice. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, uh, and, uh, and, you know, he, he, he complimented a lot of like whenever you do something right, he, he would compliment you and, mm-hmm. and, and he complimented, uh, Roland, which I thought was great. And, and he's like, he was like, you know, at the end of class, he goes, I can see that you really think about every position and what you're doing in those positions. He said, he was like, keep doing that. That's, that's a really good thing. So, so it was, it was, um, I don't, I guess I was expecting something different, but I don't know why I was, you know, it was just, just silly, but, uh, but just, you know, super engaging. And, and again, not at all, it, there was never a boring moment in class. Sure. You know, it just, it, it flew by. And another thing at the end, we rolled at the end of every class mm-hmm. and it was usually three rounds, but there was never a timer. Mm-hmm. He was the timer and that, you know, the rounds might be 10 minutes. They might be two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he would vary it all the time. And, uh, I, I like that. I really enjoy, I, I enjoyed that. It, it it makes the whole room like pace themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the whole room, you know, obviously there's going to be spazzes no matter what, but, but, um, but yeah, it was, I, I he, the, he, you could tell he really put a lot of thought as you would probably think mm-hmm. into everything that he was doing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sounds like fun. It was a blast. It was, it was, hell on my body you know i would train three times a day twice a week and then twice a day so for that the three times a day that was whenever i would get up at six and go to the 6 30 class which Mm -hmm. was i could only do that one possibly two days a week right you know it's impressive you did that (laughs) no you don't like to do that no but it's fucking mary golly i mean yeah. What are you gonna not go to Marigali's gee class when you're down there? You got no, to. Most days, yes. Most days, but correct. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes. <laughs> oh, Marigali story. So uh so Fernando, uh Savage Fern on Instagram, Fernando uh was was Marigali's Uki and it was on this um he was doing this really heavy pressure for whenever you're taking the back and not really allowing them to move and, and expending a lot of energy, um, making them expend a lot of energy whenever they were trying to get out of like turtle position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he, he goes, he goes, okay, Fernando, you're out. He goes, he goes, I need somebody bigger and stronger for this. And then he points at me and he brings me up there <laughs> And we made fun of Fernando the rest of the time we were there for that. <laughs> so then it was bigger, stronger, more handsome. You know, there was a, a of course, lot of, of course, yeah. you know, a lot of uh, things to that. But that that was that was you know memorable for me. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Roland got to go. 
It seems like a, oh, it's such an asset to have him there yeah. the whole time because he's so much better at jujitsu, mm-hmm. you know. And like some of the things that I wasn't understanding, he would, you know, was able to like. He's a great teacher. He's, he really is, and mm-hmm. and uh, he was able to he was able to help me on a lot of stuff that I just I, I wasn't getting. Yeah, the backside fifty fifty is one of them that was that now I, I understand, but it was tough whenever he was doing that. I'm not going to go into it. Which one's that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So whenever you, um, oh God, I'm going to butcher this. So basically it was from that one position that we were looking at with the modified spider guard for Nogi, not really spider guard, but whenever you um, had, had them with your shoelaces on one side of their body and your top on the other side of their body, and you had their arms like the punch dot block defense trapped um, by your knees in a butterfly position, mm-hmm. right? And on the one arm, the left arm was mine, you would go down to the wrist and and secure the wrist and use that leverage against uh, the knee to sweep them. But if they, if they posted their arm then you would go to that backside 50 50 position so it was basically whenever they posted the arm whenever they were going over you would then invert go under and then take your left leg and weave it in behind their left leg and in front of their right leg and go into a heel hook in that backside 50 50 that wasn't as bad as i thought that was good okay good i'm totally fucking lost well, I was too. Yeah, but I get it. I, I know where you started from, and I, you know, I think I know where you ended up. Yes, getting there is a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, honest I with saw you. A gray area in the middle. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but but it, that was really good. And then you know, man, just like just reaffirming that a um. The whole jujitsu community is awesome. Like it was, mm-hmm. you know, we were like, it wasn't, there would be in the morning class, usually 40 people there. Um, and that's, that's a crowd of my, mat space there. Sure. And in the evening, there'd be as many as 60 people yeah. there. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, just great people met, uh, Sebastian, he was uh he was the um Australian uh trials uh winner. Mm-hmm. He just by the way got his brown belt from Gary Tonin while oh, yeah? he was there. Cool. Yeah. So purple belt and uh so met him and he was doing another Austin's the Mecca for jujitsu. I mean I'm, I'm sure there are places People are going to be like, oh, Brazil's the Mecca. It, okay, maybe. But there's so much jujitsu in Austin. So every Thursday night, they had like a free Thursday night jujitsu that you go to or and compete in if you wanted to. If you just, you know, email them or whatever and mm-hmm. compete. Um, but uh, so, so Sebastian competed in the main event there twice whenever I was there, won both times. I actually beat one of Dan Hurst. Um, Roka team. So, just to backtrack on that a little bit, is that 
Um, we were taking classes at the Henzo Gracie Austin. It mm-hmm. was the new wave classes that were 6.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 6.30 p.m. And um, before class, Don Hur's over at Roca teaching the pro team. And then he comes in for the class. And then after the class, he's over at Ro- Roca again teaching the pro team and then comes back for the 6.30 Mm-hmm. And um, and so the the one guy that that um, Sebastian went up against was uh, was from the pro team and mm-hmm. and he he beat him, got him, uh, submitted him in like last thirty seconds or so with a triangle, uh, and it was a great match. And uh, and if you if you want to look it up on Instagram, it's uh, Thursday Night Jiu Jitsu and it's Tenth Planet Austin. And on YouTube, it's Thursday Night Jiu Jitsu. Those are if you just yeah, look those the, up, you can I see the things on the on the YouTube app all the time. For that one now, yeah, and it's Thursday. Um, there it's eight thirty, so that's eight thirty central, so seven thirty or uh, nine thirty here, nine thirty here um, when it would start. So, and you know, like the who's who was there every week. Like, like the Jiu Jitsu Giant was coaching against. And that was a funny story. <laughs> so when we walk in, Dan Manasoy, who's a, I said that wrong. I butchered his last name, but whatever. Uh, he won't listen to it either. But <laughs> he, uh, we, me and Roland just took a private lesson from him on heel hook defense. And, um, and he was there and I was like, Hey man, what's up? He was like, ah, not much. And, uh, and he's like, I'm just here, you know, coaching. What's his name? I was like, Oh, I was like, well, we're here coaching Sebastian. (laughs) He gives me the the double bird. He's like, we can't be friends now. Not for this amount of time. He's a a character, man. And, uh, and so Sebastian, (laughs) Sebastian beats him and Dan's over there coaching that guy the whole time. And then afterwards he looks over and I give him the double bird. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so that was fun, but um, you know, Nikki Rod was there, Jay Rod, Ethan Crellinston, Nick Ortiz, you know, just just who's who of jujitsu and, and a lot of those. And they, you know, they were coaching their their people. They that's that was kind of the training ground, the proving mm-hmm. ground for that stuff. And it was it was crazy good jujitsu, man. They would you'd be like they they would announce a, a match and, and they'd be like, Well, white belt, and these guys were doing it was pretty advanced shit. I thought for yeah. why well, you can still tell, you know, but it was like, it was a high quality, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- competitive experience. And usually it was nice because it was only like, depending on, there was only like five matches each night. So mm-hmm. eight minutes sub only, um, with the EBI rules after. So it was like max 45 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to be able to do that. It was a really good scene, really. Uh, and Tenth Plant, Austin, holy shit, man! They had like, I'm going to say they had three thousand square feet of mat space at least. Really? At least? Huh. Yeah, and That's a huge. and a cage and a cage in addition to that. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was really really impressive. Um. So. So yeah, and then uh, Godfrey, another one of our guys, competed. He won in that. So yeah, it was it was really it was a lot of fun. Just the whole scene, you know. I, 
we didn't really do much outside of jujitsu and eat barbecue. Mm-hmm. Went to we went to see Clutch one night because they were in town. And what there's another thing showing how how great the jujitsu community is is Micah, who's a brown belt, and he's actually he actually does the competitive team, but he also comes to the Henzo Gracie Austin. He was like, "Whose whose clutch hat is this?" I was like, "Ah, oh, that's mine. I, lo- I love clutch." And he was like, "You know, they're playing at Emos, the bar that I work at tonight, right?" I was like, "No, I had no idea." <laughs> and uh, he goes, "Okay, so we exchanged like Instagram, and uh, and he he messaged me. He goes, "Hey man, uh, you and Roland, you, you you can come up up to the uh, ticket office and just pick up your tickets." Cause it was sold out whenever I looked, it was sold mm-hmm. out. And so like that guy didn't know us from Adam and just right. float up 80 bucks worth of tickets, you know, mm-hmm. and just, just because we were jujitsu people. Right. It was just really cool. He saw you moving. Yeah, man, you know it. Mm-hmm. He beat, <laughs> he beat the brakes off me. It was great. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Roland had some wars. It was great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, it just, it, like I said, it speaks to the whole jujitsu community. I, I really, it was just a fun time. It's something that I'm going to try to do every year. You know, I think it's a good, I think a month is a good amount of time. You like that time. Cause when I talked to you, when you first got back, you were thinking you were kind of sore. Yeah, I was, I mean, I had to go to Matt Crandall to get dry needles cause I was locked up. But, you know, I mean, I see, I forget about it there just a couple of weeks after. It was like, yeah, it was fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm young. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But, uh, you know, I, I like that. I, I like that time frame for not only just the relationships, but just for the continuity of it and retention of it. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you could do it shorter. It was quick. Yeah, it well, wasn't I, as long as like when you say a month, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna be gone for a while." It wasn't as as long as you. you know. I mean, you miss me, obviously. Of <laughs> I, heard I was talking crazy. I was like, "Well, we'll take a car right on. We'll go here and there, and you get back." I'm like, ah, not doing that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, not. I mean, I would never do it. No, but, obviously. Yeah, that's right. A long time away from obviously. Uh, but. No, I, I mean, I get it, like, for a good chunk of time to get kind of used to it and in the flow and stuff, mm-hmm. um, especially with, like, actual class formats versus, because I compare it to, like, what Origin would was, which is just, like, completely unrelated seminar-style stuff. Um, and sometimes in the same class, you're just doing unrelated things. So to have, like, thought out, stuff where you're really spending all that time because even after origin i always notice i feel a lot better just because there's so much time on the map moving around that like i can only imagine the focused effort you know on one or maybe not one but like a more tight curriculum basically Mm -hmm. well and you're absolutely right you know there's something to be said for the origin camp i think it's a great camp and i think there's a lot to be learned just by being on the mat for mm-hmm. that period of time, right? Because it's usually two, three, three training sessions a day. Um, but like the focus was better 
for me. And also like just the movements and motion, like the first time we did that backside 50 entry, I was lost. I mean, when I say lost, I mean, I was not doing anything right Mm -hmm. on it. And then by the end of it, it was like, Oh, I under, I understand that in my, not that I understand it, but my body understands it and knows, Oh, that's the right. That's the right. Even though I'm sure there's details that I can work out, but just the, the overall motion of getting into it that I would have, there would have been no way I would ever made that transition Mm -hmm. before I was doing that transition in rolling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it it obviously is is good in that respect for for body movement and especially with things that are foreign to that. You know, it's it's almost you almost liken it to like whenever you first started jujitsu and you saw somebody like step across for the the standard arm bar whenever they're on their back, right? You're like, Oh God, there's no way I'll ever be able to do that. And then you can do it, you know, and mm-hmm. it's fine. It's, it's not hard, but it's that, you know, you get, it's that same level of understanding in those different, maybe a little bit more intricate positions than that. Mm-hmm. So. Damn, I had a question and I lost it when I was listening to you talk. What else? I'm trying to think of what I was just about to say. Oh, Big Dan, man. So he, whenever he, um, he got, he won the ADCC, I think it was the European trials. Mm -hmm. You know, Donaher gives him blades and stuff. And that's another thing that he and I talked about. But he's a fixed blade guy. I love knives. He loves knives. And, uh, Meaning he doesn't like when it opens and closes. He does not. He wants a fixed blade, meaning it's just always open. You know, and uh, and um, he gave Dan this giant knife. I don't know. I think it's something called the Bone Crusher or something. And one of the sides was made for breaking bones on animals. You know, and uh, and he was like, and Dan told me the story of what he did, and and Donner was like, this this is a you know representative, and it was when he got his purple belt was whenever he won the trials uh, of. Uh, Dan's style and, and, and precision in his leg locks. And he's had the most breaks of any athlete I've ever trained, uh, in competition. So his, his breaking pressure and he and that's why I got him, got him that giant knife. And it was pretty cool, man. It was, it was super sharp. He came out he had the, he had the paper and was like slicing the paper, yeah. uh, you know, stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was badass. Uh, yeah. you know, in this little apartment where he had these little mats that we were doing the private on. It was, it was cool. It was a, it was a fun experience. Hmm. You're a big knife guy now. I love, I, I have been for a couple of years. I blame Shannon for that. Yeah. Shannon. Yeah. He showed me a knife one day. I was like, that's a really nice knife. He's like, yeah, Spyderco, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hmm. I went home, looked up Spyderco, bought one. And then subsequently just bought more and more. And therefore, my knife, knife addiction. Guy. I'm a knife guy. Yeah. I got one on me right now. A little bit of an axe guy, Boom. knife guy. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, so... So that was that was interesting and and uh and uh I don't know it was just fun it's fun. all that stuff you know the jiu-jitsu is awesome and it's great not you know who knows maybe I'll maybe I'll retain 30% I think that's probably a high number I don't know 
I mean, the the good thing is, is that when I was there, I was really trying to implement everything that that he was doing into the game and the guard, you know, no guard retention is really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that got a lot better because he did, he did a lot of guard retention stuff and we did a lot of pass sweeper submit, you know, he would, he would always define it was at the end in our rolling sessions. It was, um, it was never just a free roll ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it was whatever we worked on. If we worked on Mount, it was escaping Mount, but, um, not just escaping them out, but having to get guard. And the only way it, it wasn't like if you got the back, you won. Um, it was the only way the person on top won is if they submitted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was really th- that, that gave you more time in the position. You know what, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and if they got the side control, you were working more time in side control. If they got the back, you were working more on defense on back. Um, so I, I, you know, that was, that was pretty interesting, um, that every, every class was that way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a lot of it passed sweeper submit. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that the, the positional sparring, you can tell you really highly, highly values. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was heel hooking you a lot right before you left. Yeah. And all of a sudden now. Yeah. True. Pretty good at defending it. So true. True. Tables have turned. <laughs> oh and i got to i got to roll with uh the big pygmy you know okay. who that is no justin wren he's a professional mma fighter the guy who has the fight for the forgotten foundation mm-hmm. the digs wells and the congo for the pygmies um and uh and he was coming off an injury he's a big dude super strong holy shit that guy's strong um um he's a blue belt and we were doing um, mount defense, so mm-hmm. that was that was a lot of fun, and it was it was that same thing of you had to submit or escape all the way back to guard. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah, I like the idea of it all the way back to guard. Yes, me too. Makes sense. And I like the idea of submission. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because it does give you a little bit more of a live roll feel, even though it's positional. Mm-hmm. Right, because no matter where they go, if it's if you escape the side control, if you, if they get your back, you're still on the defense and you're not stopping. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. back to neutral makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. What else? Oh yeah. Oh, I inadvertently stalked him and followed him home one day. I didn't really follow him home, but I was going to pick up. Uh, Black's barbecue mm-hmm. after and left out and he left out right in front of me and we were going the same way and he like he like lived which Black's is only like less than a mile from the academy and then he pulled into this apartment complex I just supposed he lived there or maybe he saw the tail and decided to throw yeah, you know, see if yeah. I was really following him <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah <laughs> I just had a question um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. No, I'm glad. I'm glad it was a good trip. Uh, talked to Roland and you a couple times on the phone and stuff. We were down there. It always sounded like it was fun. So, yeah, no, it was a blast. It was a blast. And and uh, you know, too, I probably wouldn't have got through that, but I did sober October. That was my question. Did you lose weight? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I lost like um, help. Roland lost like 12 pounds like the first week. Really? Yeah, because he was eating clean. Okay. Uh, 
you know, cause I, I eat pretty clean anyway. Yeah. And so Same. he, he was eating, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so he was eating clean and, um, no, I, I lost, I lost probably, I think it was nine pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I mean, I, that was the most, that, that was the leanest I'd been in a long time, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like high school. Oh, I wasn't ever that lean in high school. Like I never had abs in high school. No, no, definitely not. But, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, um, it was intense. It was good. That was good. And and like I said, it, if I hadn't done sober October, I, I think the inflammation from the, the, the consuming alcohol, even, even if it's not that much, you know, it's, it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether people want to admit it or not. And also, um, another thing that, that I think that I, I don't pay attention to, cause I like to have a few cocktails is, um, the clarity of thought, uh, from not, not having any drinks, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, there was, it was distinct, you know, my mental focus, um, thought clarity that, that also, that had a, that was a big uptick. Mm-hmm. So has November been sober? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to, I was, you know, I was like, yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah. Doing it two months in a row would be cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want to feel great all the time, you know? Oh, I get it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, that was my question I was thinking about when you were talking and like about the schedule was if you had lost more weight because you had cut down, I thought, pretty recently. Again, like you had lost more weight within like the last Yeah, I, got, I was down to like 214 um, at the, the leanest I was there. Uh, I don't know if the scales are the same. It seemed like they were pretty much the same. Cause whenever they're an hour behind, <laughs> <laughs> no, cause I was like 224 or two, 223, 223 or 224. Whenever I when you got, got there. there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'm back to like 220 now. So it's not like it's, it was certainly. I would imagine you were sweating a lot. It was well, but I didn't. So I would never do it there. I would always weigh in before the session. I just so, mean like you weren't replenishing how much you were training. You're sweating everything out all the time. You, well, yeah. I mean, that, it's for sure that. I mean, that was. You know, I was eating probably normal stuff. I did eat uh, a little more fruit than I generally do just simply because glycogen stores and not wanting to cramp up. Cause I cramped up one time, um, whenever I was like, and I'm not doing that anymore. So we would it put salt in, uh, my water and, and electrolytes and stuff. And, and I was, I started eating, you know, a couple apples, maybe an orange or something, a couple bananas just to get that, that, um, sugar back in my system that mm-hmm. I don't normally, that I don't normally do. Um, but that, you know, that was, that was good. It, it, I, I only cramped that one time and that was it. So, um, so yeah, after I got that kind of on point, that was, that was good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to 
you and I and a couple other people rolling. Michael, we're going to the uh, Fight to Win 216 in Charlotte, North Carolina next weekend. Are you competing? No. But Roland did get a link to apply to compete, so he might be. Oh, he's, he's admitted? I don't know if he submitted. He sent, He said they sent me a link. He's like, I guess because he competed. I think because he, did he compete in it last time? It was, no. No, not no, last time. Never, was, I don't think he's ever done Fight to Win. He did Toro Cup. I don't know. I don't know how or what, but they sent him the link. They texted him the link. Huh. Um, but, or maybe he requested it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so he might be competing in it, but no, I'm not. I'm, I'd be much more interested if he was. That was fun when we went last time. I thought it was awesome. It was. Yeah. We got front row seats too. Derek, thanks to Derek Coffrin. Bam. Newest purple belt there at Mark Kukros. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did he get his purple belt? I think it's been several months now. I think he tested for it and got it. Did like, I know that? I can't remember if I knew that or not. I don't know. He doesn't post on Facebook much. No. So then I'm not going to know. No. No, yeah, but. I think I'm, I hope I'm not wrong on that. I think, I think he got his purple belt from Mark. I remember, I don't remember what it was, but I remember seeing him post or Mark post something and he was in it, but I don't remember what it was. And it was a long time ago it was, now. It was months ago. So I don't It's three, it four months ago at least. Uh, who knows? That might be a year ago. You know, yeah. as you get older, I don't fucking know the time. You were is. in Texas for a month. So I, yeah, you're right. It seemed like a week. <laughs> Oh, also, whenever we were there, it was really cool because we got an Airbnb and it was a little place and the community there, super nice people, man. I mean, we just kind of integrated into the mm-hmm. whole thing. It was, uh, it we was were in Austin. Nobody's been there longer than three months. It, well, these people had, they, these oh, yeah? were lifers. Yeah. Oh. Kathy, the cat lady. Okay. She was super nice. Sounds awesome. Cassie and Kurt, they were, they were nearby and they were actually the Airbnb guys. Uh, Cassie was the niece of the guy that we rented the Airbnb off of. Uh, but they were super cool and they let us use their grill so we could grill out. Yeah. That's good. Pretty stoked. So, (laughs) I mean, I know you would have probably made friends just as quickly as we did. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so, so fight to win two sixteen Charlotte. I don't know. I didn't even look at the card. I don't even know if it's published yet. Yeah, I didn't. I was just asking in general, what's next? Well, that's next. Going that is next. Now see that you that. bring it up, yeah. I mean, that is. How is it not next? How about, what's answer. next for you, Phil? I've I have been no idea. blathering on now for 40 minutes. I don't need to do anything. This is all about you. No, it's not all about me. I carry the show week to week. It's, you know, that's true. This, one, that this one's true. on you. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That is true. Uh, and the folks have been demanding we... Uh, yeah, Post another people one need three to know people what happened in Texas. Listen. <laughs> Jeff <Yeah>. does Dallas. <laughs> Austin. Uh, no, it was good. It was a lot of fun. I, I treasure it. I, I I will always be thankful and look back fondly on it. I'm super grateful. Super grateful, too, that um, like every time I do this, it makes me realize how lucky we are at the quality of instruction that we get mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. You know, it's it's just it can't. You know, it's terrible to say, <laughs> but like, I felt like my understanding of arm bars and triangles got better down there, mm-hmm. but it, he was teaching all the same stuff that John and Steve teach. I mean, it was, you know, in, in that it's just a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, even the fundamental stuff that he did go over was it helped 
helped, you know, and, and, and then you're like, Oh yeah, he does say that, you know, you know, whenever you're thinking, yeah. thinking back on it. So yeah, different words to say the same thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it, it makes sense. Right. Plus that's, I didn't do a great job explaining what I'm talking about. Like those classes are very specific to that rule set, you know, of your nogi sport grappling rule set. So that eliminates a lot of like all encompassing jujitsu. So what I mean when I'm like a lot of time focusing is like you're in a strict rule set where you have triangles, arm bars, guillotines, kimuras, heel hooks. You're naked choke. You know what I mean? Like those are your staples. And like that's you have a month of only training those things. Like you better get better at those things. Mm, you know what I mean? Like yeah, twice a day Dar- focusing on the Darce Anaconda stuff was great. You're right. And but you know what? That that kind of actually kind of Because you're kind of narrowing what like is typically all encompass like you have so many things to worry about and like a street fight sort of self-defense situation. And you're eliminating an enormous amount of that to fit within a rule set. And then those are the most efficient things and you get to focus on those twice a day, every day. And you know, so that that's cool to me to focus on that and then like really train And, and that. I'll tell you this with that month, I feel like we got through most all of his curriculum mm-hmm. quite honestly with two a day. Cause he never did the same class. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also something interesting that you just jogged my memory on was that he would really point out like this position is not something that you're going to want to do in self-defense. If mm-hmm. anyone's, this is a sport, this is a sport grappling position. Mm-hmm. This is not going to, and, and he would say that very often in that stuff. So I thought that was really well, interesting. Well, you're an MMA coach too. Well, no, right? I know so that, but that, no, I know, I, I know he knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I yeah. know he knows. It's just, it's, you know, it just, well, you, you saying that though, makes me think there's probably MMA people in there that are kind of like looking at the position. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. A hundred percent. There are MMA. Yes. They're going to punch me in the face. Yeah. Justin so. Wren, for example, he was in, you know, I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's an MMA guy that, that, that's a really, you know, it's a really salient point of him to, to, to make so um but i did i did think that was interesting because because of the fact that it was a very narrow focus mm-hmm. so well i like it because i'm a slow learner so yeah. like it takes me a long time so mm-hmm. i do that stuff on my own time mm-hmm. of like i've been focusing on just putting like a reverse daily heel hook in when people knee cut for like six months now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like that i'm a slow learner so i gotta yeah. figure it out so like i like eliminating a lot and being like this chunk of things mm-hmm they work. They're important. Let's just figure these out. That mm-hmm. it, I, I do think that's cool. I did correct him on his guillotine, and I told him. Was he the, saying it weird? He was saying guillotine. I said that's philatine. Uh, yeah, it's weird. weird. <laughs> Some people haven't caught up. It's fine. <laughs> so it, it might catch on now. So who knows? You know. Yeah. And now it's gone from Maine all the way to Texas. Uh, so yeah. The corrections have started. Yes. If you say it long enough, it's it, going to become true. Stick. It just becomes true. If you it's say it going to stick. <laughs> all right philly anything else no that was the most important thing from the past month for our semi-annual podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) right i looked back it was like october 2nd we're first first 
Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I uploaded it on the first because that was the day yeah. you were leaving. Yeah. Because we did it right before you left. Yep. That's right. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get a little more regular. But, you know, whatever it is, it is. I mean, we don't have that many people who listen anyway. <laughs> Got to keep them waiting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absence makes the heart, heart grow fonder. That's true. Um, well, cool. Tell the folks out there how to support us if uh, they choose to do so. Um, subscribe to Jeff's private YouTube page. Um, you can buy a rash card from Jeff. You can share the podcast with your friends. You could give us suggestions of things to talk about. You could remind us we have a podcast and we should do them sometimes. Um, those point. are, those are the main things. Good point. And, uh, Phil, you, did I tell you this? We have our first, um, uh, our first, um, sponsored athlete. Yeah. I clipped the thing and I sent it to you. Yeah. So match Sebastian Attard. That's Eb says E B S A Y Z on Instagram. Uh, the, the guy talked about the, um, trials, winner uh for uh, for the uh, australian trials mm-hmm. and uh he's here for three months uh so we we are now sponsoring him he's wearing our rash guard in all of his matches and uh though we didn't sponsor big dan he's got our rash guard and donna hurst got our rash guard that he will never wear because he only wears long sleeved rash guards why i don't know and by the way, he only wears long sleeves rash guards and pushes them up over his elbow. elbow. Yeah. Just mystifying. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate the long sleeve rash guard. I liked it. I, I have one or two and can't see the guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I got concealed carry. <laughs> all right folks we're digressing here uh if you're not doing something out there each and every day to make yourself better get out there and do it phil and i choose jujitsu we hope you do too i'm about to feed them to the sharks right now get them hype right now yeah you know the ground is up yeah everybody that trains you know the game yeah so let's get it uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Right. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.